Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. So the topic of this week's discussion is advocacy. So we all know it plays a big role in what fintech and financial technology is all about, but I think it can be and I believe it should be more commonplace. So Throughout this podcast today, I want us to be asking ourselves a few questions. Who will you advocate for? What will you advocate in your company? And when will you advocate for the industry? And I think these are three really powerful questions because in the podcast I've been recording over the past couple of weeks, this has been a theme that has come up again and again. So just to be really clear on why I'm so passionate about talking about this today, I think this is 100% along the lines of my hashtag, walk the talk. You know, the premise that actions must speak louder than words. And I think it's really relevant to the pace of change in the fintech industry. So I see fintech as a trailblazer or the potential to be a trailblazer in the inclusion movement. Because everything in fintech is about change. Everything in fintech is about challenging the status quo. And of course, advocacy that is needed in funding to allow for any of these new ideas to turn into businesses. So for me, advocacy is central to many of the conversations that we've been having. Toby, I know that you've had a number of conversations this week around this subject, around many other subjects. It'd be great just to hear your opening thoughts on this, but I am aware you are not well. This is my new COVID voice and apologies if it doesn't come over as well as it usually does on this. So I want to be brief today and let you carry the show as always and talk about a couple of the uh, the conversations I've had even what you're talking into it as well. So next week, we've got two great pods coming up. James Gorman over at Biome is a really interesting guy who's worked in financial services for a long time and really has looked at, you know, with, with some of his own struggles, then looking at, at uh, helping better performance and better engagement in the workplace from it. And, and companies he's working with at the moment really are looking at this, this sort of virus of underperformance at work and making feel better on a day to people feel better on a day-to-day basis with a, with a strong well-being strategy. And I think he looks at, at, at maximising the ROI of a, of a wellbeing strategy and getting people as efficient as possible with a data-driven approach to it, continuous and, and incremental improvement about how people move further forward and help more by focusing on fewer people. So not just trying to do blanket approaches to everything, but look at the people who need the help most and really showing how you can help those further forward as well. So James is a big adver- uh, you know, advocate of wellbeing in the workplace and he's, it's his passionate crusade. Uh, and he's working with a number of people across the industry and, and further on now helping people do that since launching in 2018. I had a big bump in 2020 where everyone sort of cut back on that surprisingly for me, you know, when, when that sort of stuff happened and they doubled down on it recently with people recognising that, that actually people who are ill and performing at sort of 30, 40% of their capability and capacity, you can actually help get a lot more out of. So He's there at looking at performance in a completely different way and underperformance in a completely different way and helping people move on, on to that as well. I then spoke to uh, Ramonda over at Minimos. You'll have seen her on recent podcasts we did. We went over to Denmark to uh, figuratively to, through Zoom to speak to her. Spoke about the story of the Minimus movement. And again, she is someone who is, you know, if you're looking at advocacy there, you know, she, she's so passionate about her business, the purpose of, the purpose-led human purpose of what they're trying to do the issues of how they can do that. She talks about automation and having a team that's fit for purpose and efficient. Again, another piece about efficiency coming into you know what they're talking about. And she believes that if a machine can do it, do it, and then bring people in to play at their absolute best behind it as well. So 
when, when you hear that, and this goes back to the, the sort of session that we did with her as well, where we talked about the habits of high potential leaders, high performing leaders, is that absolute dedication to the mission, I think is something that was really powerful. So two great fintech foci to come out. <laughs> They'll be out next week. And I think there's loads to take away from that as well. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I had a couple of podcasts at the beginning of last week, which I want to celebrate today. And they really got me thinking about advocacy and just how I'm seeing it everywhere. The minute that you start saying ideas are great, but action's important, sponsorship's important, what will you advocate for? I think you start thinking more action orientated, which is just so powerful. So I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Helene Panzerino on my Women of Fintech podcast. Now, I would personally describe her as the mother of all things fintech. So she has done 30 plus years in the banking world. She's been an investment readiness consultant, a business advisor to fintech. She's created fintech innovation programs. She's written books on fintech. She goes and lectures about fintech. She's been a community bank supporter, SME, SMB, funding evangelist. I mean, I could go on and on. Like this, this woman knows so much and has done so much in the growth of what fintech has become over the years and our talk was very much about the difference between mentoring and advocacy and she said that with all the podcasts that I've recorded it's great that we use this phrase walk the talk because it's about action and she was saying that you know when when you decide to become an advocate it means that you do start challenging discussion and turning it into action. So whatever that, whatever that may be. Now, naturally, we were talking about it from an inclusion point of view. So she was saying, you know, when, when people go out and mentor others, that's a great thing to do. But what are you going to do after that? Where are you going to take it further? What more can you do? And this, this sort of demand for action, I think, is so intrinsic to what fintech actually is. Because we do it day to day in, in businesses. That's how a fintech idea will turn into a, a, a fintech funded business. Series A, Series B, Unicorn. You know, and it's incredibly exciting when we think that we can put this to many other parts of what the fintech community is all about. Right now, we're talking about the war on talent. We're talking about how we can invest in people potential. If we turn into advocates around that, there's so much potential that could really drive the industry further forward and get it to the size that, that people want to get it to. From a recruitment point of view, we have seen the highest number of vacancies we have ever seen. Toby, you've been in recruitment, what is it? I, don't, I never want to say 100 years, but a long time. I've, not far I've, off. Not far <laughs> off. You know, between us, it's what, over 50, well, coming up to 50 years worth of recruitment experience, you know, and in those years. Over 100 in dog years. In dog years, exactly. Or cat years, <laughs> as my cat is about to walk across the screen. But, you know, when we look at all the time that we've been in recruitment, we've, we've both said this before, we've never seen so many vacancies. So what does that actually mean in reality? It means that we are looking for people and we have to look for people outside of the current pools that we're looking in. And that's our responsibility as recruiters. But that information, we've got to share that out amongst, amongst the entire community to try and open our minds to become advocates. Who will we advocate for? Rather than just sitting there and saying, I'll believe in this person because they've shown me experience in fintech. They show me A, B and C skill set in fintech. 
Instead, we have to think wider than that. And we need to think, who am I going to advocate for? Who will I sponsor? Who will I invest in? And you know, when you have a conversation like that with someone and it really, it really resonates with you. And then everywhere you turn, you hear it and see it. And it's just everywhere in front of you. It's almost like that light bulb has been switched on and you just see it all over the place. So this is why advocacy has to be the, the topic of today, because... I'm seeing it in everything I do now. So in another pod I wanted to celebrate was one that I did with Samantha Knights. So Samantha Knights, I've actually known for, for years. When we first started Harrington Star, she was one of the first ever hiring managers that I called. So, you know, that's, that's what, 11, 12 years ago now. Um, she's been to a number of our events, but she's never been on my Women of Fintech podcast. So I was super, super happy to have her on it. And we had a great chat. She's now head of IT architecture at 91. And they're an independent, active global asset manager. And what was so wonderful about her conversation is, you know, we, we were kind of laughing about how much she walks the talk. So her role is specifically about investing in those around her and investing in potential and bringing people who've got potential, helping them grow within the business. So she spoke really passionately about leveling the playing field for promotion and ensuring that it's about what people are able to do and how well you support them rather than the people that are just very good at saying what they have done. You know, it's actually what the action is. So again, she's an advocate day in, day out. She coaches people. She instills a culture of continuous learning. She gives people confidence to try new things. And I know these are lots of things that we've spoken about before, you know, the psychological safety that's needed for that. Learning has been a topic of conversation that we've had in our podcast before. But from this stance of how and when and what and who will you advocate for, I think is a really, really good way for us all to switch on our brains to become more active in how we can make this entire industry better from many different points of view. Not wanting to ask you too many questions because of your throat, but I can see you nodding. Did you want to add anything? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's exactly, you know, I, I, I echo everything you've said there. Look, the, the, your, your book, I can't wait for it to come out. And, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's so pertinent to everything you've said. I know, you know, this book is, has been a labour of love, you know, last year or so. But realistically, it's been what you've been talking about ever since I've known you. For want of a better expression, just basically backing up your bullshit. There is a lot of people there who talk. Uh, you know, that's one of one of our core values is execution because of exactly this. We're in an industry where a lot of people talk. You know, we we interview every single day with a lot of people who say they're going to do X, Y, and Z, and then turn up and they're very different people. It's very easy to to catch phrases, paraphrases. You know, this is this at the moment is you know Black History Month, as for example. And there's a lot of people who are who are posting you know stuff out and and not necessarily walking the talk behind it. And, and I think, you know, everyone's guilty at various stages of talking about who and what they want to change and doing things and saying who they're going to be or what they're going to be and what they're going to do. And I think, you know, your, your point there about, you know, actually walking the talk and putting action behind your words is, is something which is so relevant in, in every aspect of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know, when we bring it all back to, you know, who we are, who me and you are within, a, within any, any recruitment process, we are people that advocate for others. And I think that this is a really important part of this conversation because I think sometimes people forget, you know, within the recruitment process, a recruiter, in my, in my opinion, has the responsibility to advocate for the candidates they're representing to those clients. But then on the reverse side, and this is what we're really starting to, to open people's eyes to, we are advocating to the candidates on behalf of the client as well. Because right now, as, I've, as we've spoken about many times before, 
there are so many vacancies there's so many opportunities and we have to make sure that we are truly helping every single client become the best that they can be but also showcase the best that they are the best of what they are because actually that is something that we've spoken about many times before getting across the correct evp making sure that whatever the values are within that business that they are not only internally are they looking at making sure that they're living and breathing those values but externally we're helping them showcase what those values are and how they are lived and breathed and i think that it's incredibly important that when we talk about advocacy this is why why i talk about it with the sort of light the light switch if everybody switches on and they think how can i really walk that talk how can i not just say a statement but go and make that statement true it's it's really powerful and it brings me on to um somebody that i've been a great supporter of for a number of years and you know her as well she comes to all our events sonia barlow so um, Sonia Barlow was one of my, my first ever Women of Fintech podcast three and a half years ago. Back then, she just left a business that she worked for and she decided that she wanted to invest all her time into a newly formed uh, network that she was building, a community called Like-Minded Females. Fast forward three years, um, she's just written her book called Unprepared to Entrepreneur. And she has reached number one on Amazon bestsellers for small businesses list which is a huge achievement. And actually we are one of the case studies. So we are part of chapter seven and it's the three P's of leadership. So you can guess what those are, passion, potential and power. And I think it really, really interesting how she's spoken about how we set up the business, how we set the business up to really build a network within the industry to add value, but also to stand up people in terms of what they wanted in their next stages of their career so you see this is why advocacy has to be the topic of this week because you know wherever I turn you know is this is what I see but to you know as I said earlier the real key for me is is what we're doing to help people identify the right the right members of staff for their business as they're growing the, the real importance for me is that when people are applying to different opportunities that we are really opening their eyes to what that opportunity can really be for them and helping them make the right decisions and being true advocates for them in that sense as well so i think you know my, my real purpose of this week's pod is to switch that light on for everybody else that's listening but i think that this is the 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 real the real point for me today how can we all be involved in that and it's great that you mentioned my book because actually you know my book will be out january february next year called uh, Fintech Women Walk the Talk. And it's a first in its kind of celebrating over 120 podcasts that I've recorded in the past three years with wonderful people within the industry, not just women, the allies too, but talking about equality, inclusion, diversity, how you can truly truly have these things within your business authentically so that they work um, and what we need to do to make that change happen. And again, that book is all about me being an advocate for others and ensuring that their voices are being heard, not just on podcasts, but through, through the written word as well. And, you know, I'm so excited about what we're going to do with that book because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about the book launch. I'm thinking about how we could really get this book out to people that, that have, know nothing about fintech and can learn that there are, there's so much amazing potential and opportunity within the, within the industry for everybody, not just for a certain demographic. And we all know the, you know the importance of that. So it's really exciting times. And to top it all off, this week, my first week back in the office, following Matt leave, we celebrate 200 episodes of 
the DEI discussions, which is a huge, huge achievement. Mm -hmm. I'm over the moon. So yeah, really good times. And it's been, and it's been brilliant. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, congratulations on that 200, uh, uh, 200 episodes and it's also to uh, you've been very modest there Nadia to uh, not mention the other piece uh, of of your podcast where it's been nominated as one of the 40 best fintech podcasts in the world which is phenomenal right so I think it's yeah. 14th is that right yep so we came in 14th and I think what's and rising really, rapidly yeah what's really exciting is you know every everyone knows 11fs and they are in number one spot and I think that you know to be in any grouping where I'm anywhere near 11fs is just so so exciting but more importantly I looked through all of them and this is a global ranking of podcasts there's three UK-based podcasts in there of which we're one and we are the only one that is dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Everything else is talking about the fintech industry for all the other wonderful things that's important about fintech, but not that. And I think that the, the, the fact that we, were, we came in number 14 is just something I'm super, super proud of. And, and really, it just shows that we are starting to not only walk the talk ourselves, but get people on that movement as well. Definitely, definitely. And it's also been, uh, I, you know, I, I'm blown away by that. And you've done some uh, incredible stuff over the last few years and seen some great recognition. But that's right up there for me. It's absolutely brilliant to see it. And so congratulations on that. And also lovely to have you back in. I was really looking forward to getting back in with the office and then uh, got struck down. But I'll be back next week, back end of and uh, looking forward to getting the band back together in, in action again. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I've got, I've got to say, having worked from home since last November, I know this is the same for, for many people, but for me, I, I was always someone that really enjoyed coming into the office. I, I, I do like having that, that sort of culture um, and feeling, feeling like I can just say, just ask a random question across the room rather than having to dial someone, which, you, yeah. which most of the time you say, oh, it's too silly to ask. Or I'll just get on with life myself. And I've really, I've really enjoyed being back. I've enjoyed being able, to, being able to help those around me, to listen into conversations that other people are having and being able to support them in what's probably the best way forward for that particular situation. And I think that sometimes we forget that when we talk about the you know, return to the office. We forget like the, the, the tiny things that make a difference. It's that, that people support. It's actually that people investment. And it's them investing in me as well. Like listening to, listening to me talking to four new clients. This was Monday. Four new clients that I've never spoken to before, telling them about what I do for diversity, equity, and inclusion across the fintech space. To have a load of our new people at Harrington Star hear me go through those pitches, that is invaluable because it's, it's, it's listening to it live and listening and learning exactly what we're capable of doing as a, as a business. And that's so much better than hearing me do the short version over the phone to them to introduce them to what I do. It's seeing it, so it's walking the talk. Again, it's allowing more people to become advocates of what it is that we do um, as a business. So it becomes really cyclical and it, it's, you know, it's like that rolling stone. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's, what I've seen this week that's been incredibly exciting. So again, you know, I think we need to, we need to advocate for what's, what's right for our businesses. It's not just talking about it, it's getting involved in it ourselves. And on a personal note, I've spoken about confidence before, especially post-birth and coming back into the office and hearing somebody else have a conversation feeling that I must help them with a difficult part of that conversation, helping them seeing a great result. That's been brilliant for my own confidence, just to remind myself that 
well, this is my job and this is what I do. And it actually will you come still got back it. naturally. Yeah. You yeah. still got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I know sounds crazy that you'd ever question yourself that you haven't. And I know that I'm, you know, I've in one way I've had the luxury that I, I didn't stop working. I always had my, my toe in the water, which meant I never was able to get the fear of, can I, can I do this? But I think that still came into play a little bit. It's been a really, really interesting week for me to come back feel immediately embedded back into the team. And I just wanted to talk about that because yes, it's my personal journey and story, but we often forget these personal journeys and stories when we're having the return to office conversation. We talk about it very clinically and everyone knows I'm a person that talks about people and, and how people feel about things. Definitely. No, it's been good to see that. And I agree with you that we, the, the week before we had all of the, uh, team over from Belfast and, and New York as well and, and had everyone in a lot more and, and I just think that the sort of innovation the uh, you know conversation the uh, you know the, the the ability to sort of pick out and help each other was uh, was you know it's fundamental so look, there's, there's loads to be said for a hybrid working environment and, and uh, long may it continue as far as I'm concerned which is something I wouldn't have said two years ago but I think you know we, we've uh, you know we, we've seen seen a lot and but to have people together I think is a, a, a wonderful thing I also want to talk about something else, which was uh, the great fun we had last week where we had 10 of our Harrington staff crew compete against the uh, teams from, from Voxmart, from Steeleye and from Beringa in the uh, Steeleye running challenge. This is something that uh, Steeleye do once or twice a year. We competed with them earlier in the year, basically uh, raise money for a brilliant charity called A Leg to Stand On. Still are big advocates of, of the charity. The idea is that each team uh, runs as far as they can over the course of the five days of the week. And it's tallied up every single day for a little bit of friendly competition, et cetera, et cetera. You pay a pound for every kilometre that's been covered over that, that period. Delighted to say that we've raised nearly £2,000 a company you know, from, from doing that. It was absolutely painful. I'm not gonna lie. Probably lowered my immunity, allowed COVID in the door. But uh, what, what a uh, what a great. Uh, yeah. But it just you know for, for me it was it was brilliant to see the camaraderie of the team, people pushing themselves beyond what they ever ever thought of. If you told me 18 months ago that I could do 100 kilometres over the course of uh, five days, I'd have been laughing 20 kilometres a day. You know, when you've got a cause and a purpose and and, and a team and a, and a and a bit of competition, it's amazing what you can actually do with it all. So great fun. Uh, thank you very much to, to Matt Smith and the Steel Eye team for uh, for getting us involved again. Congratulations to Baringa who narrowly beat us on the last day. You know <laughs> where they went. Chris Knott and his uh, his crew did exceptionally well. But looking forward to uh, resting up for a couple of weeks, and then uh, I'm sure at some stage next time we'll be able to uh, regain our title as the Steel Eye running champions. Absolutely. And just a couple of final things from me. Next week, I've got client meetings face to face, and this is the new normal. I've got coffee shop meetings, I've got going into uh, an office, and I've got a coffee meeting in my house, which I cannot wait for. So yeah. look, this is the new normal. It, it all, like you just find out where, where people live and they're close. So I'm going to be making a cake on Thursday night for my Friday morning meeting. <laughs> Hop on over. What, yeah. what cake are you going for? <laughs> um, so I, I only do two. It's either lemon drizzle or uh, a banana bread which is kind of banana well, bread cake. So I'm not sure which one to go for. If you can go for the lemon drizzle, you know it's my favourite, then bring it in next yeah. time you're in as well. That would be <laughs> yeah, much <okay>. appreciated. <laughs> On it. <laughs> no worries. Anything else from you? All good. In such case, let's wrap things up today. I can get back to... Uh, sweating coughing and sneezing and uh <laughs> all things glamorous around that side as well nadia it's a pleasure as always thank you 
so much congratulations on on everything this week uh, and thank you all for listening look you've done a, a great job in helping uh, nadia's uh, podcast get the recognition it deserves we love it that you guys are listening into this thank you so much for doing it we want to keep on uh, pushing it as far and wide as possible so if you can rate review pass the pod spread the news as far and wide as possible we are always so so grateful so we we are uh, flattered that the reach continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger every single week so every single one of you who tunes in and listens we thank you we appreciate you and thank you very much indeed from both of us and everyone behind the harrington star crew so uh we'll see you next week thanks very very much and uh hopefully my voice will be a little bit better by then thanks Bye. <laughs>